Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Last week we talked about God's love. This week we're talking about God's mercy. So God is merciful, Colin? The first way in which we experience the love of God is usually through his mercy. Now, God is merciful by nature, just as he is loving by nature. One of the, um, one of the verses in the Old Testament that is repeated many times there in totally different contexts gives a, a, a summary of, um, of God's nature, really, or, or some aspects of God's nature. Let me read, for example, from Psalm 145. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. Now, those words compassionate and compassion are one aspect of God's mercy. And there are a lot of... um, very important scriptures about mercy. Jesus said in, as one of the Beatitudes, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Now, what is mercy? Mercy is being treated in exactly the opposite way to what a person deserves. So to say that God is merciful means that he treats us in totally the opposite way to that which we deserve. The truth is that we deserve nothing from God because we have sinned against him, uh, we have broken his commandments, we have done much in our lives to grieve him, and he is holy and he is perfect. And so... He hates sin, therefore every one of us, when we sin, we do that which he hates. So we don't deserve his love, we don't deserve his life, we don't deserve to receive his blessings, we don't deserve forgiveness or healing or anything else that he actually wants to pour into our lives. We saw last week that he has expressed his nature by all that he has done for us. And he has expressed his love. And therefore, he is willing to be merciful to us if we believe what he has done for us on the cross. We can receive his mercy. That he not just has an attitude of love towards us whereby he is prepared to deal with us in diametrically opposite way to what we deserve, but he will actually touch our lives. He will do things within us as people, in his mercy. He will therefore give to us exactly the opposite of what we deserve. Now, the first way in which we generally experience God's mercy is through his forgiveness. So, if we confess our sins, he is merciful and forgives our sins. This is, this is why when we turn to God, when we first become Christians, we turn to him with repentance and faith. 
the first way in which we experience him is through the mercy of his forgiveness. We confess that we have sinned, we confess that we've lived for ourselves rather than for him, that we have been motivated by selfishness rather than by his will and purpose for us, and yet he forgives us. He forgives us completely. He washes away, he obliterates all the previous sin in our lives. It, it's as if by his mercy he gives us a brand new start so that we can receive a new life, become a new creation. The scripture says the old has gone, the new has come. That's the result of his mercy. He forgives us to such an extent that we can have an entirely new life whereby now we can live in relationship with him and really know him. No matter what we've done? No matter what we've done. Paul described himself as the chief of sinners because he persecuted the church. And uh, he therefore speaks constantly of God's grace and of God's mercy in his, his lives, uh, in his life. He said, even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. And then he goes on to talk about the grace of the Lord being poured out upon him abundantly. But you see, God was merciful towards him. Uh, Saul of Tarsus, as he was before his conversion, never deserved salvation. He didn't deserve forgiveness. He was persecuting the church. He was killing Christians. He was imprisoning them. Uh, he didn't deserve anything from God. But in his mercy, God met with him on the road to Damascus, turned his life completely around so that ultimately he became perhaps the greatest of all the apostles who has written about a third of the New Testament. Now that's, that is an amazing testimony of God's mercy, that he takes the chief of sinners, the worst sinner there's ever been because he persecuted the church, killed Christians, and made him the greatest advocate for the gospel. How long is God prepared to be merciful for? Well, he's merciful by nature. Remember, God cannot change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God is always willing to be merciful. Of course, what everybody has to do is to tap into that mercy. You see, every person uh, in the world sins. We, every, we, we are all sinners. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one has turned to his own way. And so God's mercy is waiting even for the unsaved, even for the non-Christian. God's mercy is waiting for him or her. But what that person has to do is to turn to Jesus, to ask for forgiveness of sins, to give his life to the Lord, and then he can know and experience the mercy of God expressed first of all in forgiveness. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. You can do it now while you're driving your car. Anybody can do it at any time. Uh, because if we confess our sins, God will, in his mercy, forgive our sins. And we see that 
in his ministry, Jesus was expressing the mercy of God, the compassion of God in, in, in a whole variety of ways. He expressed his mercy in forgiveness by, for example, forgiving the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. You remember that the Jewish leaders brought this woman before him, and according to the law, it was an open and shut case. She should have been stoned to death because that was the judgment upon adultery. And they, they wondered how Jesus could uphold the law on the one hand and yet fulfill all his preaching on mercy on the other hand. And, of course, Jesus said to them, well, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And they all began to drift away, beginning with the eldest of them, because they all recognized that they had sinned. So we're all and in that, need of mercy. Yes, and, and that left just the woman and the one who was without sin, mm. who is, of course, Jesus. So Jesus could have justifiably cast the first stone at her. But he said to the woman, has no one condemned you? And she said, no one, sir. So he said, well, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's mercy. Instead of the condemnation that she deserved, instead of the death penalty that Jesus could quite justifiably under the law have inflicted upon her, he had mercy upon her and treated her in entirely the opposite way to what she deserved. So you see, Jesus was expressing that mercy in forgiveness. And what he is saying and what he's teaching the disciples is just as I have been merciful in forgiving you and in not condemning you, so you need to be merciful to one another. So he teaches us to pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Uh, he is making it very clear that whenever we pray, we are to forgive any who have wronged us. Why? Because whenever we pray, we need to ask God to forgive us. Because unfortunately, we all continue to sin in various ways. But God doesn't get downcast or downhearted about that. His mercies are new every day, every morning. He is ready to forgive us yet again. And he never tires of that. This is the wonderful thing. Uh, he, he knows our need of his mercy every day, and he's always ready to be merciful every day. What he doesn't like is when people in their pride don't ask for his mercy, they don't turn to him, they don't seek his forgiveness, but they just go barging ahead with their lives, irrespective of the fact that they have grieved the Lord, have broken his, his word, his promises, his covenant, uh, and, and have just done their own thing, basically. But God is always willing to have mercy upon any who turn to him and who seek that mercy. And this is the wonderful thing, that because God is always the same, he is consistent. It isn't that he's merciful one day but not merciful the next, or he's merciful to one person and not merciful to another. If we fulfill what he says in his word and we come to him and confess his, our sins to him, he is always willing to be merciful and to forgive us. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 